track at the wall. We are tied. Look at this. He's I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Both drop in the big leg. Over for the cover. He got it. Unbelievable. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. Awesome. He got it. Welcome to the War Wrestling Above Replacement, where we honor all the legends with their theme music. <laughs> Back again for another installment of this podcast. I'm JT, along with my buddy Marcus. We are simulcast in both video and audio. and video on our YouTube channel at North South Connection, audio on any podcast application, and be sure to subscribe to our social media as well, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. We are currently counting down every WrestleMania match ever from 402 to number one. All in one-minute shorts across TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube shorts. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the countdown. Weigh in. Tell Ryan and Gray and I how stupid we are, how awesome we are with all these great matches. Marcus, buddy, how are you doing tonight? Uh, good, man. I'm excited to go back to a time that I am nostalgic for, uh, the mid-2000s. Uh, if you couldn't tell by our shirt. Uh, excited to kick off the 2005-2006 season of War with you. A uh, time where Fallout Boy was possibly at their apex. The world was fueled by ramen with Panic at the Disco and Paramore. And wow, oh, what a wonderful time! Were we all watching? Um, uh, what was that Paris Hilton show? Uh, Simple Life. Oh, uh, yeah, Simple Life. Right. Simple and then Life. Uh, it was also like the getting toward the tail end of the steroid baseball heyday. Um, oh yeah, real juice wars going on with uh, the White Sox <laughs> and the Astros teams. That was just like Jeff Bagwell's massive head. Um, <laughs> that's the 05 World Series, I think. So you're, you're getting a lot of that out there as well. 
Oh no, was that kind of like the last days of? I feel like baseball may be ahead of the NFL still a little bit, like as far as like cultural and, and yeah, NBA. So. NBA was in the mud at that point. Um, big time with those Pistons teams just kind of grinding down basketball. Uh, but I feel like I feel like baseball was kind of king still in, in like the mid 2000s with the Red Sox, Yankees, Wars and, um, you know, teams like the Astros, Tigers were hot and like stuff like that. Cardinals were, were heating up. So I don't know. I felt like it. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I would I'd go probably even as late as like oh nine. I think that's yeah. I mean NFL's probably steps ahead of the of NB of uh MLB, but I feel like the, the fall off isn't that drastic yet. Yeah, I think I think around then. I think it was really with the proliferation of fantasies what did it. Like around the late two thousands, I feel like it was when fantasy became like really big with like just the you know, at everyday people, like not even just more like the casual watchers going to do it. So it feels like it's, that's when it really started to turn along with the steroid era ending in baseball. Um, and kind of falling off there and, uh, football made, made a little bit of the, more parody, even though the Pats were still dominant, it felt like different teams were getting more into the mix, but like, I was just trying to think of the Oh five Super Bowls, like that really shitty Steelers Seahawks one, I think was in that era. So like that, you know, we're kind of in that, whatever, a little stretch of football, but, Anyway, we're not here to talk about all that. We're here to talk WWE wrestling. On this podcast, we are watching every WWE pay-per-view of all time. We're doing it in a seasonal format. That means we start with the pay-per-view following WrestleMania in a calendar year. We wrap up with WrestleMania the following calendar year. To us, that is the WWE season. Uh, we are kicking off a brand new season tonight. Uh, like you mentioned, we're doing the 04, oh, I'm sorry, the uh, 05, 06 season here. We've already done 04, 05. Uh, so it's one of the rare ones we've done so far where we're kind of doing the back-to-back. We did 04 or 05 a few seasons back. We just wrapped up 1991 a couple weeks ago. So this season will take us a little bit. There's, uh, I think, 12 shows, maybe more, maybe 13, something like that. Right around there, 12. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a decent amount. Oh, 13 because we got a uh, New Year's Revolution. Well, we got Taboo Tuesday as well. So actually, maybe Taboo Tuesday. All right, still. Be 14, yes, we, all right. we got a lot to hit on, um, so we'll be here for a bit. Uh, but it's an interesting time. I think 05 is, is an underrated duty pay-per-view year uh, or overall product year. 06 starts to get shaky, but um, I think there'll be some really good stuff. There's, there's at least two real big ones that we're going to cover in this season for sure. Uh, one, one monstrous one uh, next episode. Um, so what we do is we look at every pay-per-view. We're doing it on a plus minus system. So we look at everything as being replacement level. That's average or an average match, average commentary, average atmosphere, average build, uh, anything that's better than average on these shows. We give a point, anything that's below average on these shows. We take away a point. We net all that out. We grade every match. We net all that out as well. And that gives us a total war score. And then we're stack ranking every pay-per-view against each other historically uh, based on those scores. So it's, it's looking at everything. Yeah, you can be a great in-ring show and not finish high on our list. Um, you can be, be renowned as one of the worst WrestleManias ever, like WrestleMania 32 is, uh, and finish high on our list because a lot of stuff happens. If, if things happen, if uh, there's good commentary, good build, and a red-hot crowd, like you're going to do well in our system. Uh, it's not all about match quality. We factor everything in, Marcus. And why don't you show it off by walking through our categories? Absolutely. Our, our first category is build, followed up by commentary, then atmosphere, notable mo- moments and importance, our match grades like you talked about, card structure, rewatchability, and all-time matches. And for an all-time match to be a plus, it is a match we both agree is 4.25 and above. For it to be a minus, it is something we both agree is 0.75 and below. All right. 
All right, so we are kicking off the season with Backlash 2005. This took place at the Verizon Wireless Arena in Manchester, New Hampshire, May 1st, 2005. Rare Backlash in May, but it's the uh, just the, of course, first um, day of the month. So it's basically an April show still. Uh, Manchester's a weird little wrestling city. Like, you don't get too much there. Uh, DirtyF does run it regularly. The most famous match, I think, prior to the show was probably... The Undertaker Jeff Hardy ladder match, which I was at in Manchester. Oh, okay. Um cool. So that that was there that raw in July of 02. Uh, I'd say the one of the matches we're gonna talk about tonight is probably the other most famous match was taking place in Manchester. But so uh, one we'll needs see. to pick it for uh, making towns. Yeah, there you go. We get my buddy Charlie on. He's from Manchester. Um, all right, so we have Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler in the booth. This is of course a raw only pay-per-view. Um, we are still in the brand specific era here in 0506. Uh, I keep saying 0405. 0506. <laughs> uh, we had one dark match, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Sunday Night Heat match. Tyson Tomko defeated Val Venus by pinfall. Uh, and then we get to our opener, which is Shelton Benjamin uh, defending his intercontinental title against Chris Jericho uh, in a 15-minute affair. It's a very good match. It's a rematch from Taboo Tuesday 04 when Shelton won the IC title. Um, I think it's right about on par with that. Jericho coming off the Money in the Bank loss um, and kind of looking for something to do. He'll have a big change coming in a few weeks. But for now, he's kind of scuffling a little bit. I went three and a half, Marcus. I like this as an opening match. I love this match. This is just the kind of like perfectly good like upper mid-card style match. It's like Mm -hmm. missing from today's product that I crave so badly. Like it doesn't need to be five stars, um, but like – both guys are stepping up their game. You got Jericho uh, really pulling Benjamin up and, and Benjamin uh, really pulling his own weight as well. Uh, so three and a half for me. Uh, that takes us to our world tag team title match. And it is um, uh, tag team turmoil. Uh, one of my favorite match types in WWE as it is the Hurricane and Rosie versus Tajir and Regal versus the Heartthrobs versus Dean, uh, Simon Dean and Maven and La Resistance. Uh, Hurricane and Rosie are going to pick up the win. And I went with a three. And it's just a match type I, I absolutely love. Um, so it's always it's always got a baseline of like three for me. Yeah, I went 275. I mean, the mix of teams is a little soft at this point. The tag division in 05 is, is not the best. I mean, Hurricane and Rosie, this feels a little bit like a kind of a thank you to Hurricane. The crowd's into it when they win. I mean, so it's a cool little moment for sure. Um, I was sad for Tajir and Regal. This is pretty much it for them, I think, as a team. Uh, that's the team I really like. They've been they've been associated with each other on TV since 2001, really, on and off. So um, I like them as champions. I wish they had kind of more of a run into 05 here. La Rez feels like they're at the end of their rope as well. So And the Hearthrobs or and Dean and Maven or whatever. All right. Our next match is Edge taking on Chris Benoit. Um, this is a last man standing match goes 19 minutes. It plays off the end of money in the bank. When edge hit Benoit with the chair, um, we're in edges ascent fully. This is gonna be the big story of our season really is edge becoming that main event level guy. Uh, they're finally getting behind him as a top level heel one money in the bank. Uh, he'll get a big accomplice added to his repertoire soon as well. Uh, he outlasts Benoit here. I, I thought this match held up really well. It's vicious. It's stiff. It's hard hitting. Uh, the crowd is into it as well. So I went four stars. This is kind of a little bit of a hidden classic. Uh, three and a half for me. Um, but I really enjoyed this. Uh, I like the physicality. I like the brutality. Um, this match was less about like over the top spectacle bumps and just more about just punishment. Uh, and and again the physicality. So uh, really good stuff here from these guys. Um, next up, we've got Kane taking on Big Vis. 
Uh, I went with a 2.75. Uh, this is this is a, a Haas fight of sorts, and um, I just like big dudes running into each other. It's a lot of fun for me. Yeah, I give it a two. I mean, it's it's fine. This is, you know, Kane. Um, we'll talk about it, but this is like Lita has become um, Stockholm syndromed by Kane, right? Yeah. Where you know, Kane obviously they did the whole sexual abuse storyline and the baby and all that, and like now, like Lita likes him. Like the whole thing is just weird. Um, Trish is with Viscera, which is a fun pairing, but this is Trish and Lita just always at each other's throats. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. All right. Uh, next is the uh, one of the matches the show was sold on. That is Hulk Hogan making his in-ring return. It's the first match since 2003, teaming with Shawn Michaels to take on Muhammad Hassan and Davari. Uh, Davari and Hassan had attacked Hogan at WrestleMania, and then they attacked Michaels on TV. Michaels said he needed a partner, calls out Hulk Hogan, um, and says, hey, it's a dream team. Let's do it. We've never teamed before. The fans want it. Hogan obliges. Um it's a cool moment when they come together on Raw, and it's such a random match on the show. Like Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels teaming up on a random backlash in New Hampshire uh, is just an odd, odd point in history. Uh, it's a very Saturday Night's Made Event match. I mean, Hassan and Davari completely overmatched. They really have no chance here uh, at all. But uh, and it's structured like a Saturday Night's Event match with with a quick shine, crowd kind of get heated up, and then you get the classic face and peril into the hot finish, fifteen minutes and out. Um, I went three and a quarter. I think it's it's just a professional match. Uh, we didn't know it at the time, uh, but they would use this match to kickstart uh, the big angle eventually, uh, about a month later, to kick off the big SummerSlam main event angle. So. Yeah, three and a half for me. This is just that that Hogan magic man. Uh, he still got the crowd in the palm of his hand here in uh, the mid two thousands. Um, you know, the, not doing what he used to do. Again, he didn't do a whole lot. Um, but the the crowd mastery is there. Um, and he can get guys like Davari and uh, um, uh, Muhammad Hassan. Um, he can really just you know pull them right up and and just add them into the formula. Uh, really good stuff and. Uh, that takes us to our main event for the World Heavyweight title. It is our new champion, Dave Batista, taking on Triple H, uh, who is getting his return match uh, from losing the title at WrestleMania 21. Uh, I went with a 2.75. There's just something about these two f- so far from what we've seen that just doesn't factor in the specimen and the powerhouse that Dave Batista is mm. and it kind of just treats him as if this was Ric Flair taking on Road Warrior Hawk. Road Warrior Hawk, right? Again, Road Warrior Hawk is a specimen in his own right, but he's a tag guy at the end of the day. Dave Batista, um he should be getting treated more like Sting and Luger. more yeah. like a Luger and that's not the case. There's just too many spots in here where he's treated just like a regular wrestler. And we don't need to see that from Dave Batista. So uh, what yeah. do you got this at? I went through it a quarter. Uh, I liked it a little bit better than you. I liked it better than Mania. I think their series builds um, from worst to best, which is better than the opposite, right? So that's good. Um, I think WrestleMania should have been more of a squash and then set up Triple H for the, say, he was caught right. off guard, however you want to get it, right? And then you get a longer match here. Um, I liked the story here. This is where um, 
the pedigree is like presented as like lethal or whatever, right? Throughout this match yeah. where he's trying to hit the pedigree. Yeah. So I, I thought this one had a little bit better of a story they were able to focus on as opposed to Mania. Uh, the crowd also wasn't as burnt as they were at Mania, so that helped as well during this. Um, but Triple H puts him over clean again. I mean, two months in a row. So points there. Uh, he'll get one more shot at it uh, next time we're back for a Raw pay-per-view. Um, all right. So what we do is uh, we take our average match grade. We do a plus minus over two and a half. So two and a half is an average match. So if we both had a match at four, that's a plus one and a half. We both had a match at one. It's a minus one and a half. We net that all up. So in ring, Marcus, pretty good show. Four and a quarter uh, total war uh, on the matches. So that, that's that's like good to great on our world. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think five-ish up is like kind of great, right? So we're, we're running the borderline. So it's a, I think it's a sneaky good little in ring show. Yeah. All right, let's get to our categories. Uh, we're going to start with build. So we gave a point to Jericho looking for revenge on Shelton from October, a point for Ed, Edge and Benoit's rivalry from Money in the Bank and Benoit's injured arm playing into the match here. A point for Hassan's march to respect. He attacks Michaels for losing a mania and getting cheered for it while he's getting booed. A point for Mean Gene interviewing Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels on TV, a classic old school promo moment that was really cool. And then a point to the really good uh, focus on Hunter and Batista on the pedigree being the game changer um, that could finish Batista if he hits it. Uh, for our minuses, we've got the usual lazy tag title gauntlet build um, with no real build uh, going into it. Terrible Kane and Lita storyline with Lita being okay with Kane having abused her and now Kane's Ugh. baby face. It's so um, stupid. Just, yeah, it's dumb. It's silly. Um and you know, wrestling doesn't have uh, doesn't have the respect to kind of handle these delicate storylines uh, well. It just never made any sense to me, like how Kane would be turned face and Lita would be okay with him after she said she raped her. Like it's just none of it makes any sense. It was it was really dumb. Um, and then we'll see it gets even crazier <laughs> soon. Um, all right, so that's a three for build. So solidly built show. Uh, commentary a point for Ross making a really good point around Jericho's record for IC title reigns. A point for Ross being locked in on the stiff battle between Edge and Benoit. A point for Ross's awesome performance during the Hogan and Sean match. Um, good over the weapon shot to Sean's back. The one to Hogan does a really good job. Uh, and then he also did a really good job navigating the pedigree story through the main event without hyperbole. Um, you know, feels big without being over the top. Uh, I think a lot of people love Ross in the Attitude Era. And, he, you know, he's great there. But I feel like there is a little stretch here. Um in like 0405 where he's he's way better than you remember him being like he really carries a lot of these things i think when he comes like starts to get to 0708 when he starts to lose the fastball but uh i think we're in like the final stretch of him you know post dr heine is when it kind of falls apart on him but um yeah. it's the stretch in 05 before he leaves is, is pretty good yep. uh for our minds we got king acting dumb during the uh the tag gauntlet about the rules even though he's called it a million oh, God. how many i mean there was one on every freaking pay-per-view in 98 yeah. uh we've got king being horny for a vis and uh trish sex tape and that's certainly uh of the time and uh jr says that they could put it on pay-per-view in memphis yeah so that's that was funny yeah uh, i'm gonna put the sex tape on pay-per-view uh, all right so plus two for commentary uh atmosphere a point for the really cool set the backlash always looks cool uh point for the big pop for jericho point for the big pop for hurricane and rosie when they win the belts uh, a point for Chris Masters in his entrance. Uh, he had a segment on here where he comes out and challenges any fan to escape the master lock. Ends up being a woman. Uh, so you get some awkwardness in there. But um, his entrance was always awesome. Like, really well timed with the music and the spotlight and all that. 
I think I jumped out of my seat <laughs> when Chris Masters came out because I was not expecting that. It's one of my favorite entrances of uh, WWE. It was really good. Uh, a point for the pop for Kane hitting the choke slam of Vista and the win. Two points for the pop for Michaels and Hogan. The crowd is so into them the whole time. Um, and then a point for the crowd and Tom go mark out backstage when Christian does a diss rap. Um, I'm sorry, in the ring, he comes out, he bitches about not being on the show, um, and does a diss rap. And even Tom goes laughing at it. So, point for that as well. All right, uh, for our minuses, we got uh, science for the tag team division until the finish of the match. Uh, we got the crowd chanting for Matt Hardy, uh, already affecting the Edge and Lita, uh, you know, their matches and stuff, um, that happened off screen. So, they're in a tough spot. They're really trying to rock and push mm-hmm. Edge. The Matt Hardy stuff happened. Hardy got fired uh, for being a, a whiny cuck on, on Um And now they're like, you know, the, the chance are overtaking anytime Edge is on screen. So um, it was a rough, rough time for them to try and be, you know, rock and push Edge. Uh, but that's a plus six for atmosphere. So a sneaky little hot crowd of Manchester. Yeah. Notable moments and importance. We have a point for Hurricane and Rosie winning the tag titles. A point for Chris Masters' pay-per-view debut. Uh, and he taps out the jacked woman. A point for Hogan's first pay-per-view match in two years. I think it's his first since Judgment Day 03. Uh, and then a point for Michaels and Hogan, the Dream Team tag match. First ever, only ever. All right. Uh, our minuses, we got uh, Trisha's back injury takes her out uh, while she's a uh, you know, in a hot streak and then uh, triple H getting a long visual pin uh, with the pedigree by, uh, you know, just, just being used to set up another rematch. Yeah. And um, I have my own thoughts about what should have happened with the pedigree. Um, I think you should have hit it and turned around to pose. And I think Batista should have got right back up. And speaking of road wire Hawk, just do the, do yeah. the Hawk, go sell <laughs> the uh, pile driver, get up and no. power bomb. Um, all right. So that's a plus two for moments four two five for match grades. Card structure, we give a point uh, for starting hot with the IC belt. A point for Hogan and Michaels tagging on the undercard with a tepid main event. Kind of props up a throwaway show with a dream tag. It, it could have really uh, been a show that, that was a real forgettable throwaway uh, without Hogan and Michaels on the undercard kind of carrying the, the star power. Oh. Uh, for our minuses, we've got uh, the Raw Tag Team Division being down bad, uh, loaded with aimless random uh, acts. Going from Kane and Lita making out right to King Pervin on the Divas uh, magazine, the Diva magazine. Oh, that Kane and Lita makeout was awful. It was so it was weird, yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and then we get the Diva magazine segment, which uh, really kills the flow of the show, which was was really humming along. Uh, you know, good card, good crowd engagement. They, it's a short card, but yeah, that's three segments. Christian's rap, at least two are pretty good. Christian rapping and Masters, but yeah, that Diva magazine definitely slowed things yeah. down. Uh, we get Hogan and Michael scheming on the undercard with the tepid main event on top. Uh, one time you could have downshifted the title match. And then uh, you got Batista selling fear for the pedigree. Uh, Triple H needed to get his heat back. Almost no selling Batista bomb post-match. Yeah, so negative four like on the card structure. It's it's uh, a bit of a mess. You know, we usually were four ending with the world title. Um, you know, we give them points before for it during certain years when there's big matches. This is one I think they could have put Hogan Michaels um, in the main event slot. Uh, it's a bigger deal. The crowd would have been hotter. Triple H Batista going for 15 to 18 after that was, was a tough haul, uh, especially to stack them back to back. All right, rewatchability. We give a point for the uh, good stip. Um Actually, this was probably meant for card structure, but it doesn't matter, I guess. It's 
plus minus in the same spot. Good stiff for the Benoit Edge match. Uh, I think that would have been for card structure. Uh, a point for Masters trolling Melissa, who's the, the woman that comes in, says she puts the man in Manchester. Uh, a point for heel Trish trying to use horny viscera, awkwardly dodges the sexual payment. It was well done. Uh, he says neck bone. Uh, she says, what are neck bones? And he says, it's a black thing. You're going to find out soon enough. Uh, a point for the masterpiece entrance. Uh, a point for Viss's big splash. He really crushes her with it, uh, Trish. And then a point for Christian's rap was really well done. Is that like a, it's a black thing. <laughs> what a great segment. I absolutely love that little segment. Um, our minds, we've got Jericho almost breaking his neck on the run into the floor. Close up of Kane and Lita making out. Uh, didn't need that. Uh, King's Magazine perving um, with the Divas having having to be into uh, his creepy BS. Uh, we get uh, Chris Masters' other comments during the Master Lock Challenge. You know, if he just would have left it the one, uh, you know, it would have been all right. But they really go over the top um, with kind of the, you know, now be considered the transphobic comments. Uh, and then we get the, the fat Harry Slob um, shirtless with Hogan. Uh, and he's got like the Hogan tattoo on his back, posing with Hogan and Michaels. Um, they probably could have just like cut to the back and done that for the live crowd. Um, yeah, or just been the... like had him on Raw or something. I don't know. Just yeah. you got Michaels and Hogan. It's like the Mega Powers, you know, posing, and then this fat slob out there with the tattoo just didn't really resonate. Perfect thing moment. for like a DVD extra. Yeah, like imagine Hogan Warrior, you know, posing or at the end of WrestleMania Eight, and then like some sloppy ass fan is in the ring with. I just I don't know. It's just an odd choice. Um, so plus one for rewatchability. No all time matches either way. Gives us a final score of fourteen point two five, Marcus. So, I mean, it's it's not one of our highest shows, but I think it's it's a respectable showing. I think for Backlash 05. I think it's one you would have thought maybe would be toward the bottom um, of the list, but it ends up checking in as sixty seventh all time. Just below Royal Rumble 93, just above Rebellion 01, just above WrestleMania 2000, and just below WrestleMania 28. So it's, it's you know, it's in a pretty good company in there, right? It's, you know, not toward the bottom where I thought it would be for sure. Yeah, and I think as we find our average, um, excuse me, as we continue to add shows to this project, I think, I think we're going to like kind of like readjust where replacement level really is. And I think a show like this is going to be right around that mark. Yeah. Yeah, this feels like slightly above maybe replacement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that 67th show was out of uh, 112 all time. So, yeah, I mean, right around the midway point, pretty much. A little little below midway. Ten but we've also had a lot again. of big... Yeah, yeah, it was fine. We've also had a lot of big performers. Like, we still have a lot of middling shows to come, I think, in later years. So, um, one thing we found during this era, like when we did 04, 05, what hurt them... A lot of them don't have things happening. So there was a lot of shows in 04 or 05 where it was just like not a lot of moments on either side. Just stuff was didn't happen. So like I think that, mm. that tended to hurt some of these. So um all right, let's hop to our second show of the night. That is Judgment Day 2005 from the Target Center, Minneapolis, Minnesota, May 22nd, 2005. Michael Cole and Taz on commentary. We have Nunzio defeating Akio. On Sunday Night Heat, uh, this is a SmackDown-only pay-per-view. We head right to the ring for our opening match as Eminem defend their tag team titles against Charlie Haas and Hardcore Holly in eight minutes. I, this is a fine opener. I went three stars. Holly and Haas are kind of a random tag team during this era of SmackDown. Eminem had won the tag team titles right upon their debut over Rey Mysterio 
and Eddie Guerrero during their feud that we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, they were a big act down in Ohio Valley uh, before being brought up as a unit. Molina gets added to the package. Um, and uh, it, it's a really good team. One of my favorite teams of this era. They have an awesome star presence, awesome look. They're really good in the ring. Molina is top notch as soon as she arrives. Um, all-time star package right away. Yeah, I am, uh, what am I, 2005, right around 15 years old or so. So, Molina, salute, all-timer, uh, called up at just the right time in my life. Um, I went 3.25 in this match. Uh, this match, like, secretly rocked. Uh, this was this was humming the whole time. Uh, just really good, solid tag team action. Uh, and, and you got, you know, you got, like, two younger guys with, like, Haas and, uh, and Morrison in there. but you got like Joey Mercury who is a pro at this time. And this is like his first real chance to do yeah. something on TV. And you got hardcore Holly, who's, you know, been around for 10 plus years on WWE TV at this point. And, you know, he knows the ins and outs. So um, really good stuff from all these guys. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Kalito taking on the big show and Carlito is going to pick up the win. And I went with a 2.75. Uh, and I'm like a really big Carlito fan too during this time. So uh, Carlito, two of my Carlito. two of my favorite acts back to back. I love Eminem and love Carlito. Uh, yeah, but he's about to really hit hot times, baby, as the year goes on. Um, but this is fine. Yeah, all, Carlito disrespect the bitch house, put the apple in his face. Um, this is kind of his final days on SmackDown. He's headed to Raw soon. Uh, two poisoned the apple. Face, That's so dope. Oh yeah, that was good. That was good. That's right. Really poisoned it. <laughs> Um, all right, up next is our cruiserweight title match, Paul London versus Chavo Guerrero. Uh, I mean, I'm you know, man, I'm not the biggest Chavo fan. London retains. I think there's better guys that could put in here to help kind of solidify this undercard. It's fine as it is, two and three quarters. I, yeah, I love two, London. I just wish they gave him a better opponent. Yeah, I'm I'm not huge on either guy, uh, two and three quarters for me. Uh takes us to uh Another big match on the SmackDown brand as we've got Booker T taking on Kurt Angle. Booker T is going to pick up the win. And yes, this is that program. It's true. Uh, it's true. <laughs> he loves bestiality sex. <laughs> um, I went three and a half. Um, this match was like exactly what it needed to be. And this is like when I say earlier that like wrestling doesn't get the benefit of the doubt with like how they handle certain angles. This one, like, if wrestling did this more often, then, like, sure, you could handle more sensitive topics. Right. Um, Angle goes in there, and, yeah, it's a great it's a great match, but Booker T is fired up the whole time, gets down to the ring, and he's just beating the crap out of Kurt Angle. And, you know, eventually Angle gets the upper hand. It, it plays out exactly like it should. Mm -hmm. um, and then Booker picks up the big win. So, uh, three and a half for me. Yeah, it's a questionable angle, but... <laughs> Um, to your point, they blow it off the right way with Booker winning clean and destroying Angle. This is what they didn't do, right, uh, in 2003 with, with Booker and Triple H. Uh, with not as This wasn't as charged as that, but it's it's still, I mean, he's going after his wife and being a creep and a stalker. So um, it was a weird take on Angle. It feels like they have Angle. Um, they don't know what to do with him a little bit here during this stretch. Uh, they kind of are setting him up for the fall to be like the, a top guy on the heel side. But right now... They're kind of still looking for shit to do post Shawn Michaels feud for him. So, um, all right. Up next is our U.S. title match. It is Hayden Reich taking on Orlando Jordan, our U.S. champion still. Jordan retains. Um, I went two stars. I'm not the biggest OJ fan. Uh, five minutes. Hayden Reich. Either this. Yeah. 
This is pure <laughs> 05 SmackDown. Not where you want to be. I'm not, I'm not an OJ fan, but I might be a Heinrich fan as the season goes on. Uh, Orlando really Jordan is my, my second my second least favorite OJ of all time. Really? I'm sorry. Yes. He's my least favorite. Uh, he's my OJ. least favorite. Yeah. I'd have the other OJ above him. Yeah. Because I think it was the son who did it, not OJ. But uh... Orlando? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Two, two, and a, two and a quarter for me. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got uh, Rey Mysterio taking on Eddie Guerrero. Uh, now we're sad. Um, I went with a four for this match. Uh, this bordered right on all-timer territory. Uh, these guys were really cooking. Um, again, it's not their WCW stuff. Uh, it's different, but um, different doesn't have to be worse. Like, this is this is right up yeah. there. It's it's really good stuff. So, four for me. I went for four. This view is awesome. Um, you know, it's pretty legendary, right? It's one they booked themselves from beginning to finish. It was one that did really well on, uh, was it still UPN? Was it CW? Was yeah, it? so uh, UPN. <laughs> so still doing really well on UPN. Uh, heavy, heavy Latino audience. Uh, you know, very telenovela style as it goes along. Right now, we're not quite there yet. Um, but it really hits. It hits, and they, they do a really good job with it. Um, this has a great ending, too, where Eddie, you know, the story they weave in here. Um, is that Eddie could never beat Ray, right? Even though he did beat him in WCW, they kind of play it off like he's never really been able to get the best of him. They had the match at Mania, Ray won. Uh, they were tag team champions, but Eddie's jealousy and, and anger spilt over, and he, he turned on Ray, uh, and he's hell-bent now on beating him um, and hurting him. And here, he's starting to get in the soup. He's starting to lose control of the match. So Ray comes off the springboard, and he just swats him with the chair. Um, and then Beast of Shadow. This is where he hit the Brain Buster on the chair, right? Too was that here? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Or that was that was in the attack. Maybe that was in the attack. But yeah, he also hit on the steps. I think on SmackDown. That's what. Oh yeah, the steps on SmackDown. Yeah. yeah. The chair shot here is awesome. Um, this is like, I've always loved this match. Uh, it's a classic. So four stars. Uh, the main event also an all-time classic. That is John Cena defeating JBL for the WWE title to retain the WWE title in an I Quit match. Twenty-three minutes. It's a bloodbath. Uh, four and three quarters for me. It really holds up. You know, their Mania match was was boring. We talked about it when we did that season. Um, this is what that should have been. All the bells and whistles. And I know you couldn't do a 23-minute bloodbath at that Mania. I get it. That should have been the cabinet emptying the chamber, going crazy. And JBL should have snuck out with the belt at Mania. I believe that. I believe Cena should have won by DQ because the cabinet overwhelmed him, saved his big win for here, and let Cena have this bloodbath match to win the belt. Um, I get they wanted to crown him and Batista on the same night, so whatever. But um, this match to me is integral in making Cena the star more than Mania was, was him showing that he could go out there, have a, a WWE-style classic. Um, Bradshaw's best match by far, not even close. Um, he's, he's awesome in this. And then the end is perfect JBL. <laughs> like, he doesn't want to get hit again. He just says, I quit. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's really good stuff. It held up. And it has the all-time entrance, too. It's seen on the flatbed truck with the trademarks, been in the ones and twos. Um, so this is this around, I think, when the CD came out. So Yeah. Uh, JT, I'm going to do something here. Uh, hopefully it doesn't mess us up too bad, but I'm going to tear up the script. Mark Madden over here. I had this at 4.75, and the more I think about it, this is going it. full five, full five for me. All right. Um, partly, it is perfect. Um, and I also think that, like, I think this is the best I quit match that the company's ever had. Um, and then if this match isn't five stars, then it would just be impossible for any I quit match to be five stars. 
Um, so I'm going full five on this one. Okay. It um, bumps it up by a quarter star here overall. I mean, a quarter war point. So that's uh, all, right. all set, accounted for. Accounting is done. All right. All right. Sorry, it's a classic. Sorry to, uh, all right. Yeah. Sorry to, you know, mess with the numbers. Um, but yeah, just, just think about it a little bit more. It's a full five for me. Absolutely love it. It's a bloodbath. It's exactly mm-hmm. what it should have been. Um, JBL is, um, he's not a fool like chicken shit for the whole thing. Like he's no, he's right in seen his face finally. up yeah. until the end, and like that's where the payoff is. Is like he can't take anymore, uh, doesn't want anymore. Um, so yeah, great stuff, great stuff. All right, so uh, that's a strong in ring show, Marcus. Um, that is a six for match grades, so that's that's up there for sure for us for in ring quality. So who would have thought? Judgment Day 05. Uh, checks in well there was nothing bad really i mean everything was yeah. either you know good to great to all time so uh only one match was below the uh average line only only uh hide and right jordan was below two and a half everything else was above so <laughs> still doing the arm thing <laughs> still doing it uh, all right, let's get to our categories. Uh, we give a point for Eminem uh, debuting and winning the tag belts on SmackDown. A point for Carlito. He poisoned Big Show. Uh, debuts Matt Morgan as his Matt Morgan as his bodyguard. Uh, a point for Chavo pinning Paul London twice on TV to earn the title shot. A point for Heidenreich pinning OJ in a non-title match to earn his title shot. A point for Guerrero. I'm sorry, two points for Guerrero turning on Mysterio, losing the tag belts, uh, the brain buster on the stairs, bleeding. He rips apart the mask, gives the epic promo where he's sitting in the ring in the dark. Um, just all-time stuff. Uh, a point for Cena and his brand blowing up. We get the AT music video. We get uh, him on the PR tour. We get the new spinner belt, for better or worse. Uh, JBL stalking the rematch. He's torturing people uh, to prep for I quit. So some really good build to Cena and JBL, both from a holistic Cena perspective and then from JBL as a challenger. Uh, for our minuses, we've got uh, regressing angle down to wanting bestiality sex with gutter slut Charmel mm-hmm. um, and that whole program. They're really losing the point um, and they're losing um, really look, all the momentum coming off that wind from uh, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Uh, they don't know what to do with him. It's pretty clear. Um, so we went minus two there. Um, it's just too much of a swing in the opposite direction. Yeah. Uh, lots of last minute TV wins to quickly set up title matches for the show. We got Holly and Haas. We got Chavo. And we got a uh, Heidenreich. Um, all kind of doing the same thing on TV. So that's it for build, though. It's a plus five. Well built. Plus show. five. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Commentaries. <laughs> These shows are always going to do well because we are both big Taz and Cole fans uh, in this era. And they were great. In 02, 03 when they're coming up, but they are really, in 04 or 05 is when they're really like locked in. They're friends, mm-hmm. they're close friends, they're great on, on commentary. Um, all right, we give the plus three the max for their psychology, humor, blending all night. So that's out of the gate. Um, a point for Taz trying to describe Molina's outfit so she looks Azteca. Um, a point for the great job during Angle Booker. Like they're mixing in the ang- anger over Angle's actions. Taz is breaking down the ground game. Um, but also, you know, being pissed about what's going on. A point for Taz and Cole tiring in Roberto Duran's attendance and legendary fight with Sugar Ray Leonard into the main event. Um, and then a great, great line. Uh, you just you referenced it a minute ago. But as Heider Reich is walking with the fan, like you would always do after the match, Alex, um, he's doing the arm thing. And and Taz says, uh, he's still doing the arm thing because he does it in the intro. He does it in the match. does it after the match. He's doing it. So. <laughs> it was a great, great delivery, though. 
<laughs> it's almost off mic the way he's <laughs> doing an arm thing. Oh man. Uh hard to give the many minuses, but we got two of them here. Uh we got Cole calling out Matt Morgan's F5 with his usual fake shock. Look at this. Look at uh, it. And then and Cole screaming a little bit too much during Angle and Booker. Um, you can tell Vince is in his ear. So that also gives us a plus five. All right. Strong start. Atmosphere. Uh, you will, you and I will always give a point for the Molina entrance with Eminem. Uh, so point for that. A point for London's win. Like he really brought the crowd into the match late and got a nice pop. So good for that. A point for the crowd. They were into Heidebreck and Alex. We'll give them them credit. A point for Eddie's entrance. The mood just changes in the arena when he comes out. It gets heavy and dark. Sure does. Uh, A point for the great crowd buzz during Eddie's attack after the match. And then a point for the uh, Cena entrance. Trademark spinning on the back of the flatbed. And then a point for the star pop for Cena as well. He's, I would argue, like... I think this is the peak uh, for Cena being over. Like it's, mm-hmm. I think it's downhill from here. Um, yeah, which is crazy to say, at least until the worm turns again in like 2014, 15, or whatever, and he becomes. It's, it's really man. when he gets drafted to Raw, which isn't yeah. too far after this. But that's yeah. that's what did it for him. Um, for our minuses, we got uh, not much reaction for Booker on his entrance uh, early on and early on the match, um, which would be needed to justify this stupid story. Uh, and then the crowd starts to sympathize with Angle as he is cuffed and beaten because it's just a little too much uh, heat on Angle. And yeah. then we get the complete silence for our United States champion, uh, Orlando Joy. They're going to get the belt the... on him. Ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Plus four for atmosphere. Notable moments. A uh, point for Mor- Matt Morgan f 5 in the big show. It was a little bit of a dig at Brock, right? Another big guy, f 5s big show. Um, but it was also a cool moment. A point for Charmel getting her revenge on Angle. It's a real vicious low blow. A point for Guerrero escalating the feud with Ray uh, with a brutal assault post-match. A point for the pay-per-view debut of the spinner belt. A point for Cena being covered in blood, destroying JBL to solidify himself as the top guy. Uh, for our minuses, we got uh, Angle's assault of Charmel, the finish of Angle and Booker getting a little awkward and confu- um, confusing the crowd and commentary and uh, affects the crowd reaction just a bit. So plus three for moments. Uh, we talked about it as six for match grades. Card structure, a point for starting hot with the tag opener. Crowd is really into that. A point for giving a big chunk of time to the biggest matches. We didn't waste it on the on the junk. Uh, a point for stacking the big two at the top, really ramping to a hot close. And then a point for amping up the main event with the big stipulation. They knew that the Tepid Mania match was straight. They needed to gimmick it up, some bells and whistles, and they went above and beyond. Uh, for our minuses, we got the U.S. title pitcher. Uh, it's really dark and grim. Um, it's as uninteresting of a pay-per-view match mm-hmm. and uninspired uh, that you could put together. Uh, we get Heidenreich pulling the fan, uh, reading the poem. <laughs> the segment drags on into a boring match. Uh, and then the post-match um, recovery march. Uh, it just takes up way too much time way for a guy to think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they uh, end up keep trying with, with Heidenreich. It's not like they, they stop trying, but it's just... No. And well, it gets better. What they do next with them, I think, is actually the best yeah. use for him. They, they do a good job. Um, all right, so plus two there. Uh, rewatchability gave a point for Haas's suicide dive into Eminem. That was great. The crowd was into it. A point for London's beautiful 450. Uh, a point for Alex, the fan, saying she's from Minifriganapolis. Uh, a yes. point for Eddie. <laughs> that was weird. A point for Eddie's superplex. A point for the sick finish to Eddie Ray with the chair shot and the post match. A point for JBL and Cena doused in blood, laying on a flatbed, 
JBL bops, you know, with the mic and then weekly demanding he quits. Uh, was great. Um, just completely out of it and just trying anything he could. Uh, for our minuses, we got uh, a lot of gross chops from uh, Hardcore Holly and Big Show. Uh, of course, you know, taking on newcomers, rookies, if you will. Uh, we get London missing the somersault plancha off the uh, top rope and lands flat on his back onto the floor when Chavo doesn't catch him. Uh, we get Creepy Angle forcing himself onto Charmel and covering her mouth. Um, minus two there. Yeah. Uh, Heidenreich finding the finding a friend in the crowd. <laughs> I want a friend. Uh, Nick Patrick constantly giving guys the Iggy to kick out. Um, that that really bugs me. Uh, you know, can't one, two, like, come on. All right. So that's a wash on rewatchability. One all time match at Cena JBL. Uh, so it's a point there. Gives us a, I would say, pretty surprising score, Marcus, of 26 for right. Judgment Day 05. Uh, we usually break a tie based on best match. This is tied with Unforgiven 2001. Um, but I believe, I don't think Unforgiven as a five-star match. So I'm assuming this is going to be above mm -hmm. it. Um, what's the best match on that angle in Austin? And that was not... Uh, Jeff Hardy and RVD? Yeah, uh, angle five. Austin, we gave dueling four and a quarters. Um, okay. So this, yeah, this so this, this goes ahead of uh, Unforgiven a one. And that oh, means... Oh, that's, uh, sorry, RVD and Jericho. Right, 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 which we also liked. Um, so this puts it 25th all-time, Marcus. It is our top 25 show for us. All right. Crazy enough, um, 25 out of out of 113. Um, I knew this was like a sneaky good show. Uh, I did not expect it to be a top 25 show. It's, it's a quarter star below fully loaded 99. Uh, it would have been tied with King of the Ringo one if you didn't bump that match um, to put it ahead. It's a little bit below War Games 2, uh, a little bit below Survivor Series 92, No Mercy 1. Like, it's the company it's in, above WrestleMania 32. Um, so it's it's like in some real, like, good territory. You know what I mean? Like SummerSlam 11, TLC 15. So, uh, I don't know. Are you surprised? Uh, pleasantly surprised. Um, but, like, once you look over, it's like, yeah. Um Great main event, all timer. Um, and then everything else is just super solid. You get Eddie and Ray at four. Um, you get the tag title match, and that sometimes those can kind of drag, but that was over three for both of us. Uh, and then your mid card, your upper mid card, but middle of the show match with Booker and, and Angle, uh, that really delivered. So, um, everything was really good on this show. Uh, I would definitely, again, love to watch this one again. Um, yeah, nothing bad at all. Um, mm. Yeah, again, it was what one like we said one match below the average line. <clears throat> Two classics. Stuff happened. The crowd was great. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a cool little show. Commentary was great. Uh, you should rewatch it if you haven't. It's it's worth a watch. It's fun. Um, all right. So I want to go over our top ten before we wrap up here. Uh, our tenth show of all time currently is SummerSlam 2015 with 35 and a quarter. Uh, Royal Rumble 2005 comes in at ninth with a 36.5. Eighth place is WrestleMania 18 with 36 and three quarters. Seventh place is Evolution from the year 2018 with a four of 38. SummerSlam 99 is next 38.25. Uh, SummerSlam 1992 gets the tiebreaker uh, with a 38.25. SummerSlam 01 is our fourth best show at 39. 
Our third best show is WrestleMania 7 with a 39.5. Our second show is SummerSlam 1990 with 42. And our number one rated show so far in the project is Royal Rumble 2002 with a war of 44. It's interesting. SummerSlam 99 sinking down slowly. For a while, we thought that was going to be like our number one. Like it looked like yep. it was untouchable for a bit there, but starting to slip down. Um, just to show you the spread, our top show is 44 points. Our 113th show, Greatest Royal Rumble, 18, negative 17.25. Um, that's a real outlier. Uh, next would be Crown Jewel 18 at negative 9 and Over Limit 11 at negative 9. So that's that's more probably the bottom is that like negative 9, negative 9, negative 6, negative 3. Uh, that Greatest Royal Rumble is like a real outlier bad show. So, All right. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Um, really like it so far. I thought those shows kind of came roaring out uh, well above expectations and above replacement level. For sure. All right. Be sure to uh, check out everything here at North-South Connection, like we talked about earlier on video, on audio, all across our social media. We appreciate it. Thank you for joining us here in another new year. We'll be back in two weeks, Marcus, and we have a hell of a double dip coming um, on our next episode, man. We got we got uh, One Night Stand 2005 and Vengeance 2005. Uh, those are two big-time shows back-to-back. So we got some real chance here to shake up the top of the card for sure. Be sure to subscribe yet again. And thank you for joining us. Be sure to live your life above replacement level. Y'all settle. I rip rappers and take responsibility for making future Hall of Famers look third rate. Y'all are lost for words like conversation on your worst first date and ride beats. Creep through side streets, loose sleep, no pads. That's where rhymes leak. Punchlines, man, don't even beg. I got knee slapping tracks. Y'all bruising your leg. You a rhyme writer, buddy, man, that's a joke. You ain't worthy of being my secretary, man, that's a quote. A flood tracks like cracks and boats. Some pretty rappers choked up with their own lines and they throw the mic in my hands. I'm a bad man. I'm a bad